everybody, it's Ron. Our regular monthly shows will take place next Tuesday, July 11th at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego and Wednesday, July 19th at Buntport Theater in Denver. Join us for an evening of true stories on the theme, Bars. See you there. Next Storyteller. All right, Next Storyteller. It's next Storyteller. Our Next Storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. Today's story is about love, the sweet, swift, sometimes bloody kind, and comes from comedian Mallory Wallace. This was Mallory's second and final performance at the Narrators before leaving Colorado and moving to Nebraska, so congratulations, Lincoln. You are one lucky town. Mallory's story was recorded live on June 21st, 2017 at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was Road Trip. Hey, guys. Um, so, uh, l- um, let's see. I am moving away next week, so thank you. I want to thank, uh, thank these guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love performing here. Um, I'm moving to Nebraska, which is not what my story is about, but it's, it's part of my story, kind of. Uh, so, uh, a while ago, okay, well, actually, let's start about, let's talk about uh, my experiences with men, which have not always gone well, okay? <laughs> Do they at some point? <laughs> It's, I, it's not been well, like my, my, my history with men has not been great. I'll give you two examples. The, the first guy that I ever dated, he was 19 and I was 16. He got kicked out of school for building a bomb to sell to his friend and she was gonna use it to kill her mother. And I, it, she didn't, <laughs> which for some reason I was like, yeah, let's date. Cause this happened at, like before I even met him. <laughs> and then the last guy I dated before the start of this story, uh, the second week we were dating, we slept together, you know, not bragging, but <laughs> we slept together and it was the first time we did. And while we were doing that, he stopped me and he goes, I think I'm falling in love with you. And also I might be gay. <laughs> Are you okay with that? And I was like, I'm okay with the second part, <laughs> but we shouldn't talk about that first part while you're inside me, sir. <laughs> so I decided to take a break. Is it, you guys ever take a break? It's what I call a date diet, you know? It's like a regular diet. Um, it's like you just, you just like, to get healthier, you don't have the thing that makes, that's bad for you. So I wasn't having dates, you know? Maybe you don't have cheeseburgers, you know? It's, this, it's like the same thing, and then like once a week you get a cheat day, <laughs> you know? And then like the next day you wake up next to a cheeseburger and you don't know his name, and that's fine. <laughs> And that's what I was doing all summer long. And it was great. I had a great time. In fact, he was just talking about Doug Stanhope. I made out with Doug Stanhope. I had a great fucking summer. His girlfriend was there. She thought it was hilarious, you know? Uh, so I had, like, a really good summer. I'm part of a group called Fort Comedy. Uh, we, pr- we produce shows in, in Fort Collins. So we did, like, a lot of comedy that summer. And I decided I was going to be in love with comedy. Uh, because love hasn't really ever gone that great for me. I always thought, like, I've been in so many relationships. And some of them I thought were, like, the one. Like, I've, you know, lived in houses with people and been with people for five or six years. And I thought it was going to be the thing. Uh, but it's never been the thing. And it's because I've always expected this moment. And this may sound kind of crude. But, like, I thought that, like, knowing that you're in love would be kind of, like, the first time you get your period (laughs) like you know obvious natural kind of messy and gross but like purposeful (laughs) you know eventually gonna happen and then there's like blood like I thought that would be love I thought that would be love and it just never happened uh so I kind of gave up on it 
and I was working with these guys in Fort Comedy, David and Kyle. They were super supportive of me writing jokes about sleeping with everybody, and it was great. And uh, our shows were really good that summer. And uh, at the end of the summer, we had a show. All three of us were there, and it was very fun. And at, after the show we all perform, I look across the room, and I see this guy. Oh, no, 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 please no. And uh, honestly, you guys, I fell in love at first sight. I did, yeah. Um, I knew it was love at first sight because my first thought was, this is gonna be a fucking problem. <laughs> Uh, it, he was, you know, very tall. He's six foot six. He was very handsome. He had a diastema, which is a gap between your front teeth, which is necessary, you know, for dating and uh, <laughs> life. So handsome, just and very charming. He had a very deep voice. He was super loud. I loved it. Um, is loudness something? Okay. Uh, I'm like, maybe this isn't how everybody like want the gap tooth loud person who's very lanky and like too tall for anybody. I liked it. I fell in love with him at first sight. Uh, I recently found out, actually, that was mutual. We both fell in love at first sight. I didn't know it. he felt that way. Um, but falling in love at first sight, like, what is that really? What is that really? It's, you know, feeling a connection. A connection with somebody that you, you know, you, like, immediately have a connection emotionally. You're attracted to them. You know, you're attracted. It's spiritual. Um, and then, like, eventually, I guess you get to know them or something. <laughs> That's what it was for me. I liken it to, like, God, falling in love at first sight is like buying a sandwich when you don't know what kind of sandwich it is. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> you're like, wow, I'm so hungry. That sandwich looks delicious and smells good. I'm going to fuck that sandwich. Like, that's kind of... <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was great. And uh, we did. We fell in love, and then we got to know each other over time. He learned things about me, like that, you know, he knew that I did comedy. And then I learned things about him. He's an artist. Uh, he does pottery. He's very successful at what he does, which is great, um, because I'm, I'm not going to make any money as a comedian. And... Uh, He's, uh, he also likes going outdoors. He's from Colorado, just like me, and he's a really wonderful person. Um, he likes the, going to the outdoors so much that one weekend he went on a bicycle trip into the mountains, and when he got back, I found out maybe the most important thing about him that I would ever know. Uh, I called him, and I said, how was your trip to the mountains? He said, it was great. We rode our bikes from campsite to campsite, and at night we would sit, we'd kick back, we'd have a beer, we'd smoke some weed, we'd eat some mushrooms, and then we'd take some LSD. <laughs> And I was like, one, two, three, four substances. That's a lot, bud. That's a lot. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't I tell you when we started dating that I'm a poly drug user? I was like, whoa, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> uh, but you make pottery, you know? So I would be really disappointed if you weren't, like, <laughs> capitalize on your career there, bud. And, uh, and I found out he was a poly drug user. I asked him what that meant. And so here's the thing. I have anxiety. Uh, so I take anxiety medication every day. And he was like, well, here's kind of what it's like. You know how you take anxiety medication every day to keep you stable? Every once in a while, I take a microdose of acid to keep me stable. And I was like, did you just tell me that I'm microdosing anxiety medication <laughs> and that you are taking a prescribed LSD? <laughs> And he was like, basically, yeah, I prescribed it myself, but, you know, I'm a pottery doctor, so it counts. <laughs> so you convinced me to try it because of my anxiety, and I'm going to tell you right now, 
for almost a year, I've been microdosing LSD. Not every day. Is my mom here? She doesn't need to know. Uh, just like once in a while, I'll do it. It's like resetting the clock. It feels really great. Anyway, back to my relationship. And again, just like Aaron, I will get to the part where there's a road trip, I promise. Um, so eventually, uh, me and this person have been dating for a while. And then we realize we've never spent more than two nights together because we don't live in the same town. We've never spent more than two nights in a row together. So I decide I'm going to buy us this really fabulous trip to Mexico, which I did. We had the best time. We went to Cozumel, which is a beautiful island. Uh, I rented an apartment for us for the week, and we had a great time. And my lovely, uh, very handsome gap-toothed partner snuck drugs into Mexico like a pro. Yeah, uh, he did. I was so proud of him. <laughs> Surprised me. He was like, I have such a good surprise for you. I was like, are we getting married? He's like, no, I have drugs. <laughs> good. Because <laughs> I don't want the other thing. Um, so we're, we're there, and we decide that one day we're going to rent a convertible vintage Volkswagen Bug and drive up the coast of the island, and we're going to stop at every beach and every bar all the way up, and we're going to have a great time. So we get in, uh, it was fun, you know, driving in the car is topless. I stood up, a dragonfly hit me in the mouth, that was gross, but the rest of it was a really good time. They're crunchy. And we kept going, and we, uh, we pulled over this place, it's like a Rasta reggae bar, and there's all these tide pools. And uh, my partner's like, you know what we should do? We should take a microdose, because it'll be really fun. And I was like, absolutely we should, that sounds like the best ever. Uh, and he, takes a little tiny, it's like a little tiny, little tiny. It could be like a piece of paper off the floor, you never know. Like kind of the end of like those spiral notebooks when you rip it and you're just like, I've definitely been like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> so I take one and he takes one. Uh, but here's the thing about sneaking drugs into a country. You still have to hide them, okay? So he had folded it up very small to the point that my microdose was a folded in half microdose, which made it a macrodose, if you know anything about economics. <laughs> And I was like, I was fine with it. I was excited. I was like, I'm on vacation. I'm going to have a good time, and I'm not going to tell him. Mm. <laughs> anyway, love at first sight. doesn't matter. You can get away with whatever you want. And so I take this macrodose. We're looking at tide pools. I'm having the best time. We come down. We drink beers. We're going to go to the next beach. And on the way there, he's like, let's take another microdose. And I was like, yes. And obviously, I had already like, not told the truth about this slightly bigger dose I already had, so I decided to take it, uh, at which point I've probably had enough acid to actually trip, which is fine. We pull up to a beach. We build like a weird ramshackle tent in the sand. There's nobody else there. Um, we have some water. Well, we had tequila. And then... <laughs> And we, have, and we have some soda, we have squirt. It's, I call it a trashy Paloma, it's delicious. And then uh, we built like a, it was kind of like Lord of the Flies, you know, without like the kids, <laughs> dead animals. And we decide we're gonna get naked and go swim in the ocean and it's the best. We get naked and we go swim in the ocean and then we're like in the ocean and we're making out and the waves and the sun and there's nobody there. And I'm like terrified that we're naked and also probably a little bit too high to be there. And, uh, and then we're, we just start making out. We start making out like crazy and it's weird and I love it and I'm super happy and I lean back to smile at him and I go, I love you. And he goes, I love you too. And he smiles and then this giant wave crashes over us and slams my head into his smiling face and he bites me in the face. <laughs> he bites me so bad that there is a diastema mark in my chin and I am bleeding so, so much, so much. 
and it's full of salt, and I am high, and he is a monster, and he tried to eat my face. <laughs> so I am swimming away, if you guys have seen Finding Nemo. I was like, swim away! Uh, and, uh, you know, that trope of, like, teen movies where there's a girl locked in the bathroom, and there's a boy outside, and he's like, come on. Come on, you know, come on out, come out. It was like that, but treading water in the ocean, and I'm bleeding and crying, and he's laughing but trying not to, and it was an undetermined amount of time. Could have been days, I have no idea. He finally talks me down, or the drugs ran out, or whatever, and we swim to shore, and he lays me down under our beautiful shack, or whatever we made. It, it was beautiful, I loved it. It could have been the drugs, either way. If anybody had seen us, they would have been like, don't stop at this beach. <laughs> And we lay down, and he calms me down, and he's stroking my hair. Uh, and, then, and then I realize that I just had my falling in love, fucking lightning bolt, first period of love moment. Because it was pretty obvious, okay? It was kind of natural. Uh, it was pretty messy, and there was definitely a lot of blood, okay? Um, and yeah, and now we're moving to Nebraska because we're in love. Thank you guys so much. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our assistant producer is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. A very special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Illegal Pete's, Sexy Pizza, From the Hip Photo, and Renegade Brewing Company. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, and for past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>